This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Booker's Podcast. Uh, Basement Jared is not here. He is still... He is stuck. He is stuck in the great uh, uh, Saudi Arabia somewhere. Uh, here to replace him is me, uh, Apartment Jer. And uh, with me is uh, Rich DeRiz, who's never missed a single episode of this podcast. But before that, uh, I would like to personally thank the head of the table, Roman Reigns, uh, the tribal chief, for allowing me to come on this podcast. It has nothing to do with Basement Jer being missing. And also a secondary thank you to Charlotte Flair for showing us that she's a real cunt. Oof. <laughs> Breaking out the C word very early. I would also like to take this opportunity to thank our tribal chief, the head of the table, Mr. Romarines, for allowing us this platform and this time with which to discuss his actions and the actions going on across all of pro wrestling and thank you apartment chair for filling in for basement chair on such short notice uh i know basement chair i know he was hanging out in saudi arabia with one of the princes over there i don't know i haven't really heard from him about what this delay is but i feel like that prince really should have uh t- you know taken the bull by the horns and you know just been like listen guys this is my boy he's gotta get out of here he's got a podcast to do a very important very prominent podcast he needs to be in brooklyn to do this podcast, otherwise, half of their premise is gone because they're the basement bookers from Brooklyn. And if he's not in Brooklyn, we can't. Do, I, don't, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know what's going on over there. I hear what you're saying. This is very important for you to let you guys know because Jerry said that to make sure to let everybody know uh, that he's safe and definitely not kidnapped and being kept for the entertainment of a Saudi prince. Good. Definitely Good. That, not. That, that, that's a that's a huge. Huge relief, because we cannot do this podcast without Basement Jack. Uh, no, but we're going to. We're going so, to. Uh, let's see. Even though I we got, cannot, we're going to. I got notes here. Uh, it says here that you usually do news. I'm sorry, I don't really listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I got, I got a lot of important business things to do, because I live in an apartment. Uh, so... <laughs> that's all right, that's all right. Uh, w- w- welcome to the team apartment, Jared, by the way. Uh, I, ho- I hope... Uh, I do I do typically do the news, Jared... Jerry likes to, Basement Jer, I should clarify, likes to refer to me as the Walter Cronkite of wrestling of my generation. So, uh, to get that started, uh, after taking a scary spell on NXT this week, F4W Online reported that JC Jane underwent a CAT scan that came back showing no indication of a concussion. That, which, that, that was bad. That was a bad bump she took. Which one's that one? Uh, she is the third member of Toxic Attraction. Okay, thanks. She's she's not uh, Priscilla Kelly, Gigi Dolan. She's the other one. Okay. Yes. Um, there there was a very brief update. Lance Archer also took a nasty bump. He landed right on his head on a, a moonsault on Dynamite this week. I just watched it earlier today. I was like, holy shit! I hope he's not dead. Um, they ended. They he he talked. He rolled out of the ring. He talked to the. Doc Sampson, Doc gave the go-ahead, but uh, he rolled back in in the ring just to eat uh, a roll-up. And uh, but he he said he he said he'll live, and then he did the whole you know 
you know, this ain't ballet, we know what we're getting into, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if he has a concussion or anything. He didn't post an actual update. He just said he'll live, which is thankful. I'm thankful for it because I thought maybe he was dead and walking out of the ring. Uh, I, it's been done before. Uh, I'm a big fan of The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's been doing it his entire career. Uh, but also, secondly, I want to I wanna thank Mr. Uh, uh, Lance Archer for giving us the uh, future 10-star wrestling match. Uh, that is uh, Eddie Kingston versus uh, Brian Danielson. Yes. I'm really looking forward to that barn burner. Going to really set the whole place on fire. Better get the fire marshals out there. And uh, hopefully uh, Brian Danielson isn't murdered. Yeah, w- w- with no facetiousness, I do think that will be actually be a very good match, Kingston. And uh, I'm curious if I'm Archer sure you was... believe it is. Scotty. I do, I do. Um, That's great. I'm 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 curious if Kingston was originally the one that was supposed to win that match, but uh, definitely we may not. Know. Really, I just I don't think so, hmm. and I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I just uh, think that uh, uh, they had to do, like, a, a decision. And, you know, maybe... Because you don't want to have it where Lance Archer does win the match. And it's like, yeah, I can't wrestle because I'm hurt or whatever. Because they didn't yeah. know at the time. Right. Obviously. Um, but, yeah, that was... I was worried there. Um, more injury news. Kota Ibushi broke his arm this week when he missed a Phoenix Splash in his G1 Climax 31 tournament match versus Kazuchika Okada, who went on to win it. This guy has great luck. First, he's almost dead from COVID, and now his arm's broken or something. Yeah. It's, it's no good. Yeah, he's got to use less baby oil. He does use a lot of baby oil, doesn't he? I think they all do together. Mm. I don't know. I think him and Kenny Omega had a friendship. They so. did and do. I don't know quite the extent of it. They are not necessarily that public about it, but they do sort of lead the speculation. Uh, that's none of my business. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, but I think Kenny uh, Omega is definitely a strong power bottom. Anyway, what's the next <laughs> thing? <laughs> Coming from the expert, apartment chair. Uh, Kylie Ray announced on Twitter that she's pulling out of her upcoming NWA, Freelance Underground, and AAW dates to take care of some recurring mental health issues she's, she's been battling for a few years now, saying that she, quote, tried masking the pain through marijuana and alcohol. Uh, this is not the first time that she has had to pull out of dates. I think this is de- definitely at least the second, possibly the third. Um... Mental health is a serious issue, as we all know. It's been covered recently. Kylie Ray, uh, please take care of yourself before you jump back into the craziness that is pro wrestling. Yes, yes. Uh, Kylie Ray, uh, get better weed. Uh, that's what I got to say. And uh, yeah, maybe take a lot more time uh, mm-hmm. because I think this is like the second time I've heard this. Uh, so just, you know, do what I do. Uh, apartment Jerry, you know, single guy. You know, me and my seven cats, we just, they have catnip, and I have the best uh, uh, marijuana. And, uh, you know, it, it just, it keeps it keeps the edge off, you know, and all I do is look at the noose in the middle of my living room. I don't even go, I don't even approach it. I don't even approach it. So, uh, I hope everything works out for you. I'm, I'm glad you don't approach the noose. I, I don't. Uh, Basement Jer says I shouldn't, but I keep telling him, 
you know, you don't live in apartment Jer's world. So don't mm. even worry about it. We That's are, neither we, here nor there. We do all reside only within our own heads. It's important to remember. Um, continuing with injuries and such, uh, Jim Ross revealed on Twitter that he's been battling skin cancer for over a year and went for a CAT scan this week to look into a potentially related issue he's been having. I think JR, um, I think he should enjoy the rest of his life. You know, I think maybe because of this, and this isn't being facetious, this is a, a concerned uh, wrestling fan. You know, I think after a certain age, there's two things you shouldn't do. The first one is run the country. Uh, the second is, uh, you know, have to commentate and call matches with uh, Tony Schiavone and uh, Excalibur, the uh, VHS wrestling nerd. Over That's there. a great point, Jer. Thank you. Um, because there <laughs> were Shivani. this is related to Jr. and I'm not even going into full dynamite because we got a lot of news. But uh, like it was rough. Like I think I remember at one point where they were talking about how uh, certain people got buys into the tournament because of their win loss record. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Tony Shivani who said it. And then Jr. is like. Basically saying the same thing he did. And then Tony Schiavone's like, that's right. You know? And it's like, I, that's great. That's all well and good when you're all hanging out. You know, I got family members that do that to me all the time. But uh, look, the guy's done it all. You know, he's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. I just think, like, maybe they should have him do something. Like, those interviews he's got backstage, that he could do that. You know, that's something better. Because you got to be really on it. And, you know, he's definitely not as sharp as he used to be because, you know, no one's as sharp as they are when they used to be because you, you, you're weathering down, you're getting older, you're very sick, or you've been through a very, very, very hard uh, life, especially in your later years. So, um, in, you know, in, hopefully he lives a long life. Indeed. Along with skin cancer, I, I understand he has uh, OLD, which I, I myself am starting to stu- suffer from. Uh, which, of course, stands for Organic Life Force Deterioration. Uh, OLD, uh, it's irreversible. So it is. The it only is. thing you could do is uh, be healthy and, uh, you know, just listen to Dr. Truth Science, you know, yeah. and you'll be okay. I've been, um, for the past few years since I started showing symptoms of OLD, I've been uh, taking supplements, herbal supplements, to sort of try to try, try to ease the process maybe try to prevent some of the damage you know ginkgo biloba i believe it's been referenced on the podcast a few times so um but yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm thankful there's now an official diagnosis for it yeah when i wake up every day and uh, i have alexa play huey lewis in the news and i'm making my fruit smoothie uh it's also got ginkgo biloba in there you know because i'm a very healthy person and i also drink wheatgrass juice Nice. Yeah. You should try it. It doesn't sound tasty, but if it'll help, I might. It's disgusting, and it's not about the taste. It's about the, uh, you know, the results, right? Do they offer it in pill form? Because I could just add it to my pill regimen. No, you have to drink it. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. That's all right. Um, So best wishes to JR. He he posted a photo of a nasty-looking... I don't know if we call I'd call it a lesion 
or what I don't know what the proper term would be it was a little bloody I looked like it was on his wrist yeah man uh you know yeah all right we're not gonna share that photo if you really want to see it, it's on Jim Ross's official Twitter yeah I so, saw it that's where okay. I saw it so yeah. you guys whatever good luck yeah uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's wife Deborah posted on Facebook that he had that Hacksaw had to have an unspecified emergency surgery this week, but that the surgery was a success and he is currently recovering. So whatever it was, get well soon, Hacksaw. That's right, Hacksaw Jim Duggan beats people up. Yes, happy news finally. Are we ready for happy news? Uh, happy Corbin news. I'm ready. Uh, no, 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 not oh. not not happy Corbin and. Uh, King, Mad King, Cap Moss, King of the Dad Jokes, Mad Cap Moss. This the one this week actually was slightly better. It, not it by much. Not by much. Slightly, just a little bit. Um, like if you could, if you could divide one by zero, like whatever that answer would be, if it weren't like in uh, a completely a number that just absolutely doesn't exist, that's how much better it was. Anyway. Sorry to get into math there. I know I know basement chair doesn't like math. I don't know how, how you feel about math. Uh I feel fine about math. I love okay. math. I'm a geom I love geometry the most. I like shapes, I like numbers, I like angles. Excellent. I like ninety degrees angles, I like hundred and eighty degrees angles. Sometimes I'll spin around in a circle and I'll do math. What about Kurt Angles and Eric Angles? Those are just uh, an Olympic gold medalist, and you know sometimes you'll have you know siblings where one's not anything, you know. Right. Uh, actually, if he is something, it is definitely forgettable. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a nice way to say it. Yeah, because I mean at this point I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Anyway, uh, so the happy news sort of is Samoa Joe is featured as the voice of King Shark in the new Suicide Squad. Su wow. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League video game set to be released next year on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and Windows. Are you sure this isn't old news? I'm pretty sure we spoke about Saboa Joe voicing King Shark for Suicide Squad game. Mm. This game has been announced a long time ago. Just not the when it was supposed to be released. Maybe. Are you? Sh yeah, because I, I, I'm I try. I trust your memory better than I, I trust my. I trust the memory of, of any of our listeners more than I trust my own memory. Yeah, when it was originally announced, yeah, I think it's because now there's kind of maybe a release window. Sort yeah, of. and and there was a trailer, and it was funny. Yeah. So. Okie dokie then. Speaking of voicing, Seamus is set to voice the character Eric on the show Will Sliney's Storytellers, which will air on. A station called RTE2 starting this Monday. Uh, okay. Right. And as far as general news goes, this is a big topic coming up. Uh, Carmela announced on Twitter that she and longtime, well, two-year, give or take, boyfriend, Corey Graves got engaged uh, this past week on her birthday. So congratulations to that Happy couple and fuck you, Corey Graves. Sorry, what? Uh, yeah, congratulations to everybody, and I'm sorry, Corey Graves. <laughs> All right, as we saw on SmackDown this week, the championship ex exchange. I didn't know that what happened wasn't exactly according to plan. Apparently, Charlotte 
may or may not have accidentally dropped physically, not the not in the wrestling terminology, but physically actual dropped the um the women's championship as she went to hand it to Becky. And Sonya Deville was supposed to like there was supposed to be like a tug of war kind of thing and Sonya was supposed to sort of like get in between that. But what happened was Sonya took initiative and told Charlotte to pick it up and hand it to her. Uh, there was a conversation backstage, sort of an argument between Charlotte and Becky. And Charlotte actually was asked to leave the arena so that the situation couldn't escalate any further. And Charlotte reportedly has some heat on her backstage because of it. Um, the The thing was, they didn't want the titles to look weak, either of them. And they wanted more of the focus to be on the upcoming challenger, Sasha Banks. And the feeling backstage is that the way it actually went down on air, it sort of took away from that and maybe made it more about Charlotte, which is not the goal. Well, I have been... I'd like... You know, I, I do my due diligence, and I, I was really, as soon as I, because I, when I was watching SmackDown, I watched it live, and I knew, I knew for some time that Charlotte Flair was being a bitch. Now, I'm going to take that part back, because I find that a lot of people, they get offended, and some people might have been offended when I used the word cunt, and to you, I say, grow the fuck up. Now... I'm going to say Charlotte Flair has been acting like an asshole for months. And if you haven't noticed that, you haven't been paying attention to her promos. Okay? There's a big difference between her being a heel and an asshole. And as someone who has been called that, I know when that's happening. So, there are a couple of things. Like, I have, I found uh, something from Wade Keller over at PW Torch. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, I'm going to read what he said. I, I hope nobody minds. I understand that Rich DeRiz is the only person uh, that's allowed to read uh, because <laughs> he can. So um, I also can read. Um, and here's what it says. This is from Wade Keller of PW Torch. And he's like a reputable guy. In seeking out Charlotte's side of this, because it does from the people I've been talking to, it just feels so one-sided. And those are people I trust, and I talk to them about other things. This isn't like I'm talking to people who are anti-Charlotte. It's just sort of people in WWE I talk to. Some wrestlers and others who are just reliable. And the stuff they tell me seems agenda-free. And it's played out as standing the test of time before. I don't hear anyone defending Charlotte in this. Somebody, in so many words, said Becky is a hero to the locker room for calling out Charlotte and not letting her get away with what she does. That's a quote. Hmm. One wrestler I talked to just said that the way, and I'm paraphrasing it here to lighten up the language a bit, because this wrestler that was not thrilled with Charlotte just said the way Charlotte's acting is going to cause issues both with colleagues and with management. He really stressed how respected and well-liked Becky is universally in the locker room and that she was seen as a bit of a hero for it. Basically, the idea was Charlotte was being difficult and Becky wasn't going to take it anymore. 
She wasn't going to have it anymore, and that's what led to the confrontation. Another wrestler at the show put it even more forcefully than that in terms of Charlotte has a reputation flat out for being difficult and constantly concerned that she's not getting the respect that someone of her stature and accomplishment, or at least her character, uh, stature, and her character's accomplishment. Maybe there's a blending of the two right now that has some people wondering about her. And it's in parentheses. She feels that. I guess the person he's talking to. Mm-hmm. She should be treated at a different... Oh, no. First thinking that she should be treated at a different level and that other stars who are on top had to work really hard to protect themselves. Steve Austin certainly had that reputation for going, I'm not going to do this. This isn't making me look good. I'm too important. But Charlotte doesn't quite have that clout, but she also isn't conducting herself well. Sounds like it's pretty universal that people look at her as not looking out for anyone but herself in a way that goes beyond normal looking out for yourself in this business and that she doesn't want to sell for anyone. Just give me a second. Mm -hmm. It goes to show, it goes to how she's handled when she's been asked to do jobs. It goes to the Nia Jax situation and how that match turned into a debacle because Charlotte got upset over what was planned for that match. Both the content and the finish. That's been an ongoing thing with her and Becky is very aware of all that and she certainly has the clout to do it. Charlotte, from what I heard, was swearing up and down that dropping the belt the way she did was an accident. Bullshit. I saw that. And if it was an accident, they wouldn't have taken it out of the damn uh, replay. Mm-hmm. Her contention is, and I'm connecting some dots here, Charlotte's contention is that the tug of war, she wasn't supposed to win it so quickly. And when she flung the belt backwards, she didn't know where to drop it. And she couldn't just move it forward in front of Becky. Then, so it ended up dropping to the side and behind her because the tug of war didn't go as planned, and her arm is back there. So why would she move it forward and then drop it, then be more disrespectful and letting it go or whatever? So she's trying to make that case. To put it mildly, nobody involved in that situation was buying that Charlotte was asked to... Okay, I'm sorry. Nobody's buying that, and Charlotte was definitely asked to leave the building. So that's, that, that's, that, that's from Wade Keller. Wow. Um, but yeah, there was rumors that, like, you know, Charlotte was upset that, like, Monday she was saying that she should drop the belt to Bianca and all this. I don't know. What do you think about all of that? It's all very interesting. As far as um, Wade Keller's point that he tried uh, to make known that uh, the people that he's hearing from, that they don't have an agenda. The fact that that next-to-last quote that you said there, that he that you read, uh, came from a male superstar, I feel mm-hmm. like that le- uh, lends some credence to that because he's not just talking about a woman in the locker room that might have a grudge against Charlotte maybe because she never held the title or whatever. This is someone that's just never never going to hold a women's title. Exactly, yeah. So, um, so that lends... Excuse me. That definitely lends some credibility to um, the research that uh, Wade Keller put into this and the people he's interviewing. And um, you know, it's not. And 
and uh, I, you know, as a listener, Apartment Jerry, you know that we don't we we try not to get too political here. But it's difficult to find unbiased news nowadays. I'm gonna leave that at that. Well, um, it's true because it's a business. Um, right, it's a and business, that, and they're competing with the internet. Right, and the, uh, and I feel I feel like that's the problem. I feel like the news should be not a business, but that's a whole separate conversation. So the Charlotte situation, I mean, just wow to this whole thing. Um, so uh, did he say at the end there that Charlotte wanted to drop the belt to Bianca? No, it's not in here. That's just from something else I read last night on the oh, internet, okay, okay. Twitter. But I have uh, – Mike Johnson has stuff on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, PW want, Insider, right? Yeah, PW Insider if you want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen real quick. It's not as long as the fucking sol- soliloquy I did there. It's not as long as Edge sitting in the fucking middle of the ring doing Shakespeare. <laughs> um, some some follow-up on the Becky Lynch-Charlotte Flair confrontation, blah, 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 as we noted last night. Uh, Charlotte Flair had been arguing about being made to look weak in a segment. We know this. Uh, she was seen as the person responsible for the segment not going as scripted. At no point was Flair to pull away the Raw Women's Championship from Becky Lynch. We are told that that was not rehearsed or even suggested to the talents. When Flair pulled the title away, the belief among those backstage we have spoken to with is that it was done to make Lynch look stupid by being one-upped and having to pick up the belt. Sonya Deville instead made Flair get the belt and hand it to Deville. I did hear that. Mm-hmm. Leading to Lynch throwing the SmackDown Women's title belt at Flair, which wasn't supposed to happen either. That, I think, was uh, Becky protecting herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the backstage argument after the segment took place in Gorilla. There is heat on Flair in certain circles for disrespecting Lynch. And some who felt Flair took took a segment, like you were saying, you know, that whole thing with Sasha Banks. It was supposed to be Sasha Banks. She's supposed to be like the new, uh, the top baby face for SmackDown. Um, Let's I don't try know and if, convince Basement Jair of that. Good luck with that. You think she's a <laughs> snake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's very talented. Um, there's no heat on Lynch, as it was seen as she was pushed to a boiling point, leading to her confronting Flair. So we know all of that. Uh, had it got di- physical, it would have been seen different. Uh, but after it was seen within a locker room, basically, she's like, fuck that. On the Flair side, we are told that she was very upset coming out of the situation. There are some who wondered if Andrade El Idolo's F-U-W-W-E tweet was in relation to the Flair Lynch situation. Uh, that I was actually interested in that because like, I was watching it. And I'm like, what's that for? Mm-hmm. Um, the tweet was in relation to the... Uh, not Oh, no. Uh, okay, sorry. There are some who wondered if Andrade El Idolo's F-U-W-W-E tweet was in relation to the Flair Lynch situation, not his match on AEW Dynamite, given it was sent out within an hour of when the confrontation would have gone down in Wichita. Uh, there's an asterisk down here. What does that mean? Oh, as for those who asked whether Flair was using this as a way to get out of her WWE deal and go to AEW, that's likely not the outcome here. We are told Flair has years left on her current deal. It's not likely WWE is going to let anyone walk out to head to TNT if they deem them an important asset. Mm-hmm. Like, we were probably going to talk about that too. Uh, but yeah, what's your let? You can have the floor. Let everybody know now that you have some more information. Um, man, this the whole situation is just a big mess. I mean, it the evidence is I think strongly against Charlotte in this scenario. I think it's it would be difficult to for 
an impartial person to try and defend her in this situation. Uh, it, it's it's sort of just tough to see. Maybe she. I don't think she did. I don't know. It's. I don't. I don't think what like Charlotte's part in causing the on-air incident was accidental. Look, here's the thing, Richter is, and you may not know this, but I know this. Charlotte Flair is making a big mistake, and her mistake is the same mistake that many crack dealers have made uh, back in the 1980s, and that is getting high off your own supply. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, in, um, in Wade, what Wade Keller said about uh, maybe her not being able to sort of separate the character from the performer. Like, yeah, she's 12-time women's champion, but what does that mean? Like, yes, the, like there's a little bit of the company trusts you to sort of be the biggest name of this division on this particular brand. But again, it's it's something that's handed to you. Like, there's... There's a certain amount of that that is actually earned because you do have to have the trust of the company. But ultimately, you know, not to really open the door too far for anyone, it's it's hand it's handed to you. It's predetermined. It's people saying you're gonna win. Yeah, you didn't like you didn't actually do something to win that match. You were told you're going to win, and then you were told how it was going to happen. And then you just go out there and do it. She just looks like an asshole. And it it shows because even the fans could see it. Mm -hmm. Because everybody was cheering for Becky when she left. Because even they could see that shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not... Like, look, it could be mixed. It could be, like, because she's fucking over. Or, you know, it could be a mix of both things. But Charlotte's in the wrong there, 100%. Even her father would tell her she's being very unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't know. Maybe, like, because from what I understand, the rumors on the internet is that their relationship, uh, Becky and Charlotte's, hasn't been the same mm. for a while. And look, I, there's theories. And I got I got a theory, and maybe it's not, not going to be the most popular theory, but I'm just saying, I'm like... Look, I think Andrade might have a hammer. Look, I'm sorry. He he might be packing heat. There's got to be something. There's got to be some kind of weird voodoo that's like these these fucking gringas, man. They can't handle the power of these Latin men. It's ruined Paige's career. Uh, and look, I think Charlotte's headed down like a, a, another road. Like that hammer, that toxic hammer of Andrade's got her crazy. You know, I'm sorry, but look, it is what it is. I know everybody hates that statement, but this is what I'm trying to tell you. Facts is facts. And she's out of her mind. She is cock-starved. And <laughs> she's tired of having to uh, travel a different road than her man. This is all speculative. My views don't exactly line up with this podcast, but I'm sorry. I feel like you guys have forgotten what's said at the beginning of this thing every week from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you guys don't feel rated R for realness, and I'm going to help out here. All right, that's thank, all I got. Thank you for your honesty. You're welcome. I'm doing. I'm doing the best I can. There's no more. I gotta apologies. say, you're doing great for your. If you, is this your first time podcasting? Look, I'm an amateur podcaster in the shower. Oh. Uh, my co-host is Soap. 
Hmm. And uh, he doesn't as long talk as you don't drop over it. me. Yeah, I don't. Well, when I drop it, I just pick it up. Okay. Because I'm alone. I'm not in prison. <laughs> or like, you know, a gym mm. shower thing. Okay. You know, let's never not. Never been in prison, but never goes to the gym. Got it. That's right. Because I'm naturally jacked. I was born with a six-pack. The doctors thought that they were some kind of weird tumors because babies shouldn't have those, but everything was cool. cool. Um, yeah, never been fat my entire life. Unlike Basement Jair, who is fat, and I want him to know that. I, I saw him pretty recently. I wouldn't say he's fat. He's, he's put on a couple pounds, but everyone has during the pandemic. You don't need to defend him. That's not what this is about. This is about wrestling. All right. Um, it's, yeah, the, the whole situation is weird. We're going to, we're going to see how exactly this unfolds. Do I think Charlotte is trying to get them to fire her and to release her from her contract? I don't think so. I don't know if that's necessarily the way she would do it. Uh, I feel like if she has learned anything from her dad, it's that you're, you got to be professional at work. And when you're on screen, you're at work. If anything... That's more important than that's a little bit more important than how you um, behave yourself and handle yourself behind the scenes, because on screen affects storylines that you are not a part of. And if if it's just backstage, then you know that's that's in private. If, like if you're if you're a douche or a cunt or whatever the hell words you want to use for it, backstage or a dunk. Yeah, as long as you're not letting it. it bleed into your character where it shouldn't then it's fine so i think that's a line of professionalism that if if this was intentional as it seems then that's unprofessional and maybe that would get her released i don't know i don't they will I, get, never. I get the impression i get the impression that vince would just um more likely just job her out and really test her pride Look, honestly, I think uh, Charlotte is due for that uh, Lana push. Hmm. Uh, She's due for a Lana push, you know. Let's not be surprised if Nia Jax winds up on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Break a a record and table breaking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's go. Let's go for 15. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I I, I agree. Uh, And I, I just don't think... It's called... It's basically golden handcuffs. You know, you get all this money, you're under this contract, you ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And they could just use this time to just screw you over. Like, the only, the worst thing that she could do is not do business. Yeah. And that's not going to, like, that, I think that makes you toxic for any other promotion. Mm-hmm. And for them to pick you up after that, it just, it says more about them than it does about you. Right. Like, if, if Charlotte doesn't handle herself well on screen, I feel like Tony Khan would be like, uh, I don't think so. He might I hope pass. so. Because he, he's so. passed on Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah, I, I'm actually glad he did because she's doing her own thing, um, losing to an old lady. But, you know, that's at the end of the day. You mm-hmm. know, it's okay. It's okay. You know, Mickey James is a legend in this sport. You know, she's very she's legendary. She's not She's not that old, you know. She's not. No, Mickey James is not, but you know, I I I always have a, a issue with like young talent putting over older talent. You know, I've always had that issue. Uh, I, I'm not the only one. 
But uh, look, she'll get it back. She'll probably beat the brakes off of Mickey James, and you know you can't be at the top forever. I yeah. mean, she's the she is uh, in the top five, I believe, number three for the PWI uh, top women. Hmm. Uh, she is. You didn't know that? I don't pay attention. I like like when it comes out, I'll look at it, and as you know, we'll discuss it on the podcast, but. It doesn't stick in my brain. Ke- Kenny being number one stuck in my brain. I don't remember who was number two. Well, this is women's. Can you? Uh, all right. All right. How I don't about... remember if they if they differentiate. All right. They probably well. Do. It does, dude, because there's a lot of female wrestlers and a lot of male wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like it's the top. It's like women's one fifty, bro. Like what okay. are you talking about. So, can you guess who the number one out of I got one, numbers one through five here. So you got f- five. I'll give you five chances to guess who the first one is. And if you guess anybody else, I'll give you their number. Hmm. Like say if you say somebody that you that's not number one, I'll give you their number if it's here. Was this recent? How recent was this? Do you know? This is this is so recent as October twenty first. Like this, the oh, issue's okay. not out yet, but the top five is up. Wow. Okay. Um, that explains why I don't, I don't remember seeing it in the news. Uh let me think. Man, it's kind of it's a little tough. Okay. Um. All right. Sh- do you need a clue? Yeah. You don't have to reach so high. Like, you don't have to, like, be thinking about, like, every... Like, you got to go with your instincts. Just trust your instincts. He's still Britt there, Baker? guys. He's just thinking. Britt All Baker? Right. Britt Baker is number four. Okay. So you got four chances now. I figure it's done by Meltzer, so. Um, I don't think it'll be Hikaru Shida, so that's not a guess. Okay. She's not in the top five. Okay, cool. I would agree with that assessment that she doesn't belong in the top five. Do you want the criteria? Would that help you? Yeah. All right. So in-ring achievement, Mm -hmm. that's championships, tournaments, wins, loss records, Influence in one's promotion and industry at large, technical ability, breadth, and quality of competition and activity. So that should help you. Hmm. All right. This is very easy now. I feel like I'm definitely leaning towards uh, someone from AEW slash NWA right now. So uh, my next guess is going to be Serena Deeb. Not in the top five. Unfortunate for her. She's so damn good. Yes, um, but no championship. Oh, wait. Never mind. She did. Right. Okay. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa's number five. Hmm. So you have okay. three guesses. I like this game. Me too. It makes me think. It uh, shows how much of a mark you are. Not a mark. You're a smart, bro. All right. I'm okay with that. Um, thinking, thinking, thinking. I technically already gave you one of them because I said Deanna Perrazzo was number three. So you got you two did. tries. Okay. So, uh, cool. Um, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. 
I wasn't trying to trick you. I just forgot because there was a long space of you thinking. Yeah. So um, probably not Ruby Soho. So I think at this point, I feel like the number one is not in AEW. I'm not going to confirm nor deny what I just heard. Number one. All right. So achievements, championships, (laughs) caliber of opponent. All right. uh, All right. Bianca Belair. Finally. Yes. Like, I'm I'm sitting here. I'm like, (laughs) I know I have the list, but if you think about in-ring achievements, Mm -hmm. okay, influence, technical She's had a great year. Breadth and quality of competition and activity, she's all of those things. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I wasn't even upset with it. If you think about activity, like, you know, you, there's no Becky there, there's no Charlotte there, there's no Sasha there. Yeah. So that already eliminated them. And the second is, I guess she's like a New Japan somebody, uh, Yutami Hayashida. All right, congratulations. Doesn't, doesn't ring a bell to me at all. Now, yeah. So, yep, that is the top five. I'm sure we'll be talking about the uh, entire thing and see where everybody we know. Not for uh, nothing. For this being her first, I think maybe like a little beyond, maybe, maybe a few months after her first year on the main roster, Bianca Belair has a bright-ass future ahead of her. For her to be named number one already, that c- congratulations. She, I've said for so long that she is so goddamn good, and I'm I'm glad that um, Meltzer was able to overcome his AEW bias to recognize the caliber of um um athleticism and yeah. just general the just the quality of her work that she's outputting. Yeah. Look, I don't, I don't have a bias. I can't speak for basement chair, but with apartment chair here, he, uh, you know, which is me, and who also refers to himself as a third person, is also a basement chair thing. Uh, I don't have a horse in this fight. Mm-hmm. These horses that are fighting and not racing, um, it's all good. I think, like, it's just more stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't have a side. Um, but yeah, it's good. Good, I guess. Great. Looking forward to seeing where, you know, everybody else is on here. Who number six is? That's the big question. Who just barely didn't make the top five? Mm. You know what? Six, if you're in top ten, I feel like you're golden. I understand. I still want to know who number six is. And I also want to know who number ten is, who may have barely made it to top ten. Mm-hmm. You never know. Burning questions that will be answered probably by next week. Yeah, probably. So speaking of having a bias, this has been a big topic. So SmackDown decided to air to go a half hour long this week. They did like a sort of special thing they were doing. Um, So that put their last half hour head to head with AEW Rampage. Which is Ruby Soho uh, versus uh, somebody, right? It was Ruby Soho versus the Bunny. Right. She, Yeah, they had the, the rematch or something. Or she fought her friend. I forgot. 
because she wrestled this week too. Ruby yeah. Soho did on um, Dynamite. Wait, was it the same person or was no. it the Bunny? It was a. Uh, she fought well, Penelope Ford bad. on one yeah. show, and she fought the Bunny on Rampage. Okay, yeah, because she's the one who slipped the knucks, I think. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. That was Dynamite. Okay. Which aired last night, which I watched today. Um, it's confusing. So I have I have some some stats here. In general, the num- over, like overall all demographics, the numbers were SmackDown SmackDown's last half hour eight hundred seventy eight thousand viewers, AEW's first half hour, which was the overlap six hundred three thousand. But the breakdown of the most important demo. Eighteen um, to forty nine. Right, eighteen to forty nine. For the first match on Rampage. It's probably was, AEW. Which was Punk versus Matt Seidel. Uh that got three hundred eighty three thousand viewers, while at the same time Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks was airing, that got two hundred seventy seven thousand. That's a difference of over a hundred thousand viewers. I mean it's not exactly fair, is it? It, well, it depends on what you're going for. I don't Be- know. Becky versus Sasha is more. They're they're more recent. They're more. They're newer and fresher and more current. Quote but unquote. But it's been done before. That is also true. CM Punk. Every matchup he has, like right now, is like this new era for him. Mm-hmm. And he's been gone for like seven years. You know right. what I mean? So every time he's going to do anything, you're already up against it. That's true. The second quarter, um, which is the last 15 minutes of SmackDown, was Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. That got 293,000 viewers okay. of 18 to 49 demo. Rampage, it was Bunny versus Ruby Soho for the same 15 minutes. They also got 293,000 viewers. So, according to the fans, Ruby Soho versus The Bunny is as important as Ro- the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar thing. Now, Roman Reigns wasn't fighting Brock Lesnar. This was a match that happened on AEW Rampage. So, do they equate? No, they don't. But... The fact that we're saying they don't equate, you know, CM Punk versus Matt Seidel is more interesting than Becky versus Sasha, and Ruby versus Bunny is as interesting as Roman Reigns talking to Brock Lesnar. I think it's the fact that it's a contract signing, and it's it's always the same. Like, nothing different ever happens. Like, the only thing that happened was Frog's like, I did, you dumbass, with my advocate, Paul Heyman. And just Roman looking puzzled. Like, I can see how someone would, like, maybe stick to their routine and watch um, Dynamite, right? I mean, Rampage. Mm-hmm. But there's, here's one caveat, and this is a big one that a lot of people don't realize, and I realized this because I experienced it. Mm-hmm. And I told you this, and it's the fact that SmackDown was not on Fox. It was on FS1. Mm. That's and that also true. Makes, that makes a difference. I, I understand. Like, oh, you just 
You're just a WWE bot. No, I grew up with it. And like I said, I like both things. I'm just laying facts out to you. Like, one of them is Fox, which is fucking everywhere. And I get FS1 is maybe fucking everywhere, but I don't know what channel it is. To be honest, if if you grew up in the U.S. in the U.S. or Canada, WWE is the standard period. It's impossible to argue that. But the caveat being, if you grew up in the U.S. or Canada. Mexico, you got AAA and CMLL that are incredibly strong in Mexico. So... You know, obviously, WWE is uh, not not going to quite hold the weight down there that they do here. In Japan, it's you got New Japan, All Japan. There are other promotions that I can't think of. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, if they're even still around. I don't know. Like, I'm not up on my, on my uh, Japan stuff. And WWE is secondary at best over there. Here in the U.S., WWE is the standard period. Well, hold on a minute, player. You're also forgetting if you live like in the South or Atlanta or whatever, you still got your local stations that give you NWA uh, stuff, you know, and WCW things. Like, a lot of people were into that, like, depending on where you were. That's true, but, it, I mean, it, it'll also depend on the time frame, so that's true also, but... The fact that WWE is the only one that's really still around. NWA is different now. NWA is... I'm not... Well, I wasn't talking about now. I'm talking about mm. back in the day. Like, right. Right now, it's not, obviously. It's like I, It's like Billy Corgan's NWA, which is mm. not a diss. It's just like that's what a like era I would call it. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it's pretty different from the old NWA. It's really cool. Like if anyone hasn't seen it, watch it. I wish I had the freaking time to watch it, but whatever. That's a that's a common theme. In yeah, my me life. too. I'm too busy trading stocks on the floor or whatever. Nice. Yeah. Um. So is that all for the news? Is there more news? Uh, let me see. Oh, so just just the last bit of uh, this. Um, the ratings war. The, yeah, the ratings thing. Um, doo, 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 doo. this isn't a war, by the way. It's not a hot war. If anything, it's a cold ratings war at the moment. Yeah. Uh, it so, has not escalated yet. Right. Because this isn't a regular thing that they're head to head like that. But not yet. Uh, factoring out commercials. And I'm not positive exactly how this relates, but I guess some people were flipping back and forth and this tracks that. Makes sense. Factoring out commercials. Uh, this looks like it's for the 18 to 49 demo. Rampage averaged. What is this? Uh, Rampage averaged 327,000, while SmackDown averaged 293,000. This is a, a a good win for Rampage. Now, again, it you know it could be argued like you like you s- said, SmackDown was on FS1. Not Fox. Heavily promoted. That's probably why they did the whole extra half hour to sort of get people talking more about it. So that word of mouth would let people know, like in case they weren't paying attention or whatever. It would sort of flag people, flag to people that, hey, SmackDown is going to be on a different channel this week. And make sure you watch it because they're going an extra half hour and it's going to be good. Right. It, I guess it, that was the theory. It should have, like trying to see how I how I word this 
if they really wanted to go head to head competitively WWE, mm-hmm. they would have went a different way with that final segment. You know, mm-hmm. like if I was Vince, actually, you know what? I don't know. Because like the idea I just had was like, why didn't they just do the contract signing before and have it so like, because we we're probably going to get into this when we get to Crown Jewel eventually. That was last week, right? This past Thursday. Yeah, but um, yesterday, yesterday was it yesterday that they went the half hour over or was it the week before? It was the week before. Okay. But what I'm saying is like... I'm sorry, if I've had they, a very long week. Because if they... Um, sorry, I'm trying to recover. Okay. So like if they were to do like, you have to beat... Brock Lesnar has to wrestle tonight. He has to beat the Usos in a handicap match. Mm-hmm. Or else he's not going to get the title match, right? Against Brock Lesnar at Saudi at Saudi Arabia, then holy shit, Brock Lesnar's back in the ring for the last half hour. They're winning. Mm-hmm. I just think they they chose poorly. It's either poorly or it was hubris. Thinking that just the mere appearance of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns would be the thing to do it. Yeah, Understand? definitely hubris. I think so. Yeah, that's just it. And it's that. And it's like, on the other hand, it'd be like, Vince will be seen as scared or whatever if he decides to do, all right, we'll just have Brock Lesnar wrestle the Usos on a SmackDown. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, he went for the rocket launcher because he couldn't 1v1 me. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Ah, you play Fortnite also? uh, No, but uh, they come up on my feed because we share a YouTube account. Okay, cool. It's kind of sad how many... Recommended videos for Fortnite for grown up. This is anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, you see what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. I definitely do. Um, I I I agree. I think it was hubris. I feel like uh, Vince didn't think that Rampage was competition. He probably thought what I thought that uh, Dynamite was a B show. Which I mean, it's it's sort of a different thing. It's a, it's a different thing from it's a different kind of product. When you watch both shows back to back, it's mm-hmm. this, it's 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 just a raw, you know. But it's not like it hasn't beaten you to death yet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? True. Because that's how I watched it today. Mm-hmm. So to catch up on this stuff, because I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. All right. So we definitely got to talk about um, Crown Jewel and everything that happened there. But before we do that. Apartment chair. Yeah, you guys have sponsors. Is there an ad I'm supposed to read? I I, I wish we did, but oh. I gotta talk out of character for a minute. I really gotta piss. Oh, Jesus. shall we pause? Well, you know I'm a professional, so I'll just sit here and I will fill the air. So you go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna. Mute. I'm just gonna. You go do that. Thank you. Wow, this is this is huge that I have to sit here. Uh, and carry this here podcast. Uh, let's see if we find anything interesting here. Um, oh, let's see. So Charlotte Flair is still trending on Twitter right now. So, like, well, apparently not. Because when I click show more, okay, let's see if we have any more juicy hot goss um, up in here. Uh, no, wow, she's not, it's not. I guess it's not on there anymore. Oh, you know what? Maybe if I click on trending like a smart guy. So, oh, she dropped off finally. But 
no, 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 nothing there, sorry. But apparently the uh, New York Giants, they played the uh, Carolina Panthers today. That went well, I think. Uh, good job if you guys like football. And I mean American football, not soccer, okay? And yes, I call it soccer because I'm an American and I'm an ignorant man. Uh, oh, did you, you know, do you guys see that there, there's a video of a 19-year-old Edge asking WWF champion Bret Hart about trying to get signed to WWF in a 92 talk show. It's on, uh, it's on Basement Jair's Twitter. I don't have Twitter because it's for simpletons. So you can head to Basement Jair and you can check that out. Uh, did you know that the Basement Bookers has a Facebook page? Uh, Basement Bookers at Facebook, you know, I don't know how that works, I guess. It's like Facebook, it's like Facebook slash Basement Bookers. Uh, you might want to go there. Uh, don't forget to subscribe uh, to the podcast if you like the podcast. Um, if you happen to not like, I think if you don't like the podcast and like the podcast, you should definitely subscribe uh, because when you do both, it just leaves people confused. You know, and I think it's important for you to confuse people. You have to keep them guessing. Like sometimes I'll walk outside and I'll have a hat on. And someone will see me, and then I'll go in the house, I'll grab another hat, and they'll be like, is that the same person? Does this person have a twin brother or whatever? And I'm like, no, it's it's me. It's me I, with a hat. I just came back. Are you trying to lose a tail or something? Someone following you? I was just explaining how you got to do different things sometimes. All right. Um... Yeah, I, no I, I apologize if I, if I broke the flow or anything. Uh, I had apparently a cup of coffee far too close to go time. Uh, yeah, that's definitely your fault. Uh, no, I was uh, checking out some stuff on uh, this here Twitter thing, let people know uh, about the uh, video that uh, Baseball Jared tweeted with Edge and uh, being a young man asking Bret Hart how the hell to get in. And I what saw has that. to be the cringiest and... of video clips with Bret Hart not being able to say, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> he basically said, uh, I, yeah, I don't I don't know how I – it's been a long time since I've tried to break in. Uh, I don't know. Just get on TV or something. Who are you? I don't know. Four out of ten. Whatever. I can't say my dad – my dad child abused me into wrestling. And yeah. uh, Vince saw, and here we are. I think yeah. the funny thing is, did you, did you research the, the guy that initially asked that question that was sitting next to Edge? I didn't, but if I you have information, either. oh, okay. Well, he doesn't matter. I and guess I hope well, he's alive. It would be it would be funny if he actually was someone that we just complete like it just completely changes appearance from then to now. Like he could have like Scott Steiner himself. Well, I'm pretty sure in the comments someone would have said something. You know, like yeah, oh, true, that's true. this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we got some real uh, hardcore dudes and ladies in that wrestling group. That like they like they know all the stuff and they'll they'll recognize everyone even even some people that work in the business that would be like oh yeah I worked with this guy yeah you know it, it, I won't mention any names because I don't know if that's their wrestling name or whatever so yeah anyway so we had Crown Jewel this week and this was a big 
big event for WWE. We had the finals of the King of the Ring tournament. We had the finals of the first ever Queen's Crown tournament. They still have not explained to us why it's Queen's Crown, not Queen of the Ring. And they're calling her the Queen anyway. Like, make some, like, like if it's the Queen's Crown tournament, then she is the crown. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I feel like. So, they're not making sense. But, I mean, that's typical of WWE, and you know what? It's working, as I've said many times. It's working because we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the first match was... I, I didn't see the pre-show, by the way. I didn't know there was going to be a pre-show. Um, and as I mentioned before, I had a very long week. Um, but the first match I saw was on the main show, Edge versus Seth Rollins in this grudge match the f- the finale of a trilogy i didn't know it was specifically a trilogy i didn't know they put a thing saying oh you're only gonna have three matches which i think it was too many anyway uh what'd you think of that match hell in a cell edge and seth rollins i thought it was good it's a good match uh mm-hmm. from what i understand that i saw there it's good it was really i think it's the best match that they've had and it's a good way to end it forever it is. I kind of just wish Seth would have won so that we didn't get more edge. I told you he was going to win, dude. You didn't listen. With a, with the curb stomp on a chair. Yeah. Look, that was the move. Like, when he... From what I understand, when he broke the hold, I'm like, oh, he's going to try to get him like, you know, like Seth got him, and he's going to blow it. And he didn't. And that was good. So that was that was like the swerve. I thought it was going to be a Jeff Hardy whenever he climbs the rope thing. Come on, Jeff, goddammit. Well, you know he's going to Oh, lose. that he miss. Yeah, like oh, he okay. always screws himself up. Yeah. I just had a flashback to Lance Archer landing on his head. Yeah, that was, that was pretty bad. That was rough. Know, but he's fine. Thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, match two was Ali versus Mansoor. First time ever two Muslims facing off in a match in, on a WWE pay-per-view. Or special event, whatever they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, uh, so Mansoor beat Ali with the outside-in neckbreaker after Ali missed the 450 splash. And then Ali attacked Mansoor after the match until, um... I'm going to say this name wrong, and I apologize. I heard it just, like, only twice. Once on Crown Jewel, once on SmackDown. Tareg Hamedi, who was a silver medalist in karate, and he knocked out Ali with one head kick. Uh, Jer calls him Karate Man. All right. Uh, he is a karate player, according to Michael Cole. Uh, yeah. I wonder if that's, if that's like, the prop, a proper term, or if Cole just... Had no idea what he was saying. I feel like that might be a proper term because I I feel like they'd prepare Cole better than that. He said it twice, so I'd imagine it's the right thing. Okay, unless it's like pound and ground, oh. which he's known to say. I... That's vintage Michael Cole now. It is. Um, what's interesting? I I read a uh, an interview recently with uh, Renee Paquette, who said that. Oh, the lineal champion thing. Yes. Like, she failed to uh, mention, to say the words, quote-unquote, lineal champion, when referring to Tyson Fury 
in I think it was on um, backstage WWE backstage or something like that. And Vince was screaming at her in the headpiece, and like everyone else, like everyone else on stage was apparently able to hear also that she completely ruined the segment. Wow! And and like he basically pulled the acknowledge me on her, like he wanted her to like nod to the camera or something that she understood that she fucked up. Acknowledge me, damn it! It's <laughs> like wow, and like that, like for her. She said, like, that was essentially, like, the last straw. She knew she was leaving the company at that point. Uh, yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, he must be really upset with Moxley. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, at least explain, if it's that important, explain to your people why it's that important. Maybe they could work something in. Maybe they could, I don't know, think for themselves and work it in. In a in a meaningful manner, as opposed to just putting it out there, and you know anyone that doesn't follow boxing will have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, I had no idea what the hell they were talking about. Yeah, I'm like, uh, so I I still haven't looked it up. I'm like, I like, was he champion, and did he have to like um, drop the title due to an injury or something, and he never had a chance to get it back? No, I think I know what it means. All right, what, what do you think? If you think lineal. You mean mm. lineage. Right. So this belt is like, when it comes to boxing championships, this is the OG. This is what Muhammad Ali had. You know, this is, because there's so many championships in boxing. Far too many. So that's probably what it is. It makes it more important. And if you think about it, if you think about it, the thing is that I remember, and uh, Jared can tell you this also, is that it's almost like it was a very exciting for... Tyson Fury to no longer be on television mm-hmm. because I didn't have to have Corey Graves and Michael Cole take the nail that is lineal champion of the world and hammer it into my skull. Right. Like every time we mm. get it. So that makes kind of sense. The lineal that, uh, champion. Yeah. Uh, she probably figured, okay, he's known as the Gypsy King. Let me do that instead of saying this lineal champion thing that no one knows what the hell it means. It also is annoying, especially if you're talking all night. It's a, it's kind of a word salad. Yeah, lineal is kind of like you could trip over that pretty easily. Yeah, lineal. I've taken the uh, liberty to look this up to help mm-hmm. everybody out here. Uh, in professional boxing, the lineal championship is considered to be the true world championship. It is a continuation of the period in boxing when it was easier to establish one world champion per division, a time before the creation of sanctioning bodies and the popularity of trophy belts. Mm. The adjective lineal is in reference to the manner in which titles and prize fighting traditionally passed from one champion to the next via contests in the ring, commonly described as the man who beat the man. In modern boxing, sanctioning bodies, also known as alphabet soup, mm. quote, due to their confusing assortment of letters, IBO, WBA, IBF, that's I, B as in boy, F as in Frank, not infer- infertile, whatever. IVF, you know what IVF is? Or like I- in vitro and shit? Oh, in vitro. For- okay, yeah. yeah. Frequently ignore this core championship tradition and strip champions of their titles, often for ludicrous reasons. I didn't know that. Yeah, this last bit is interesting. Le- lineal championship vacancies are filled via a box-off. 
between the leading contenders, the number one and number two contenders, or in rare instances, number one versus number three in a weight division, impartial independent ranking organizations are often referred to in order to determine who the top contenders are. The typically absurd ratings and comical decisions of sanctioning bodies are ignored. A champion may lose his title in the following ways. If he is beaten in a contest within his weight class, if he formally retires, and if he vacates said weight class. So that's it. Hmm. Okay, so th- so that... Like, having that knowledge, yes, that's important. That, but without explaining that, that's only going to be, be important to boxing fans because people that don't know boxing don't know that. Yeah. And, and that just goes to highlight the fact that boxing needs someone like Vince McMahon to come in and bring all these governing bodies, quote-unquote, together to bring them into the lineal championship so that you know, to, to sort of give boxing in general more credibility. Because as the layperson, I've pointed out on this podcast a few times when it comes to boxing, you know, alphabet soup, I don't know what's what. Oh, Pacquiao has 16 belts, this guy has 11 belts, this guy has 14 belts. Like, I don't know what's, why, why? It's like, an I don't old get it. sport. It's what? It's an old sport, too. Like, it goes way back. It does. Like, it absolutely it goes back f- further than wrestling. But, yeah. like, without having, like, when you have that many, it, I feel like it waters it down. Vince McMahon, when there were freaking 16 belts in WWE, remember that? Oh, how can I forget? So, anyway. Um, yes, the lineal thing uh, should have been explained to us, I, f- I feel. But maybe Vince didn't want to put boxing in general over so much by really explaining it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Could be a Vinceism. Maybe someone boxing sneezed. I don't know. Whatever. Back to Crown Jewel. Um, thank you for um, that explanation, by the way. You're welcome. Um, so, Karate Man, he, he is a karate player. Indeed. Alrighty. We then had RK Bro versus AJ and Omos. Yeah, a match so good, they're giving it to you twice. Which, you know, they, they do sometimes. No, uh, I R- mean, they're going to fight again on Raw. Oh, are they? Yeah. I don't know it's if a rematch. I, heard, I heard that. Yeah. Wow. Well, you're a very busy guy, you like to tell people. But, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, Monday night. They're really going to burn the barn down with that one. So I like when, those guys. Uh, RK Bro? Sure. They're fine. All four guys are good people. Hmm. I, I don't know much about Omos. Big dude. Sweats a lot. Okay, you know just as much about him as everybody else. We're all <laughs> impressed. <laughs> um, so AJ went for the phenomenal forearm and RK... Randy counted it into an RKO. I'm calling that the phenomenal RKO. I think you should do that. Just put your little trademark sticker. There you go. Over there. Um, I I think they might split them up. I know that they Vince wanted to do it earlier, but everybody's like, "Yeah, he's not ready." Mm-hmm. But I feel like if AJ winds up getting pinned again, 
on Monday, they might at least have a rift forming somehow. Because if I was Omos, it's like, yeah, I'm unstoppable. Like if it's me, but if I get taken out, if I AJ's left alone in there for three seconds, like I can't leave him alone. It's like a it's like a little kid in the mall. Mm-hmm. Get stay off the escalator, man. I guess we're just stop getting kidnapped. That too. Yeesh, that's darker. Do what I can. All right. We then had the finals of the Queen's Crown tournament. And, like, we talked about it last week, how it could kind of go either way. Um, uh, I believe Basement Chair chose correctly that it would be Zelina Vega um, I, that would I, walk it out with it. I definitely don't remember what I picked. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, it was a non-title match, but right. I hear champions use, you know, every opportunity to make themselves look awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. I, I, I've heard that before. You guys figure it out. So Zelina Vega is the Queen's Crown winner, first ever. Um, I think good choice. Uh, they got some time. I don't think they got a lot of time. Um, she went with the Code Red, which was a bit surprising, uh, given the whole leverage thing. Um, but... Much like King of the Ring typically goes best on a heel, Queen's Crown, I feel like, is good on a heel. Yeah, and, you know, it's to, to I don't know what else I was going to say. All right. But it's fine. And, uh, like, one thing I will say is that we guess we got to see on Monday what they do with it. Like, I still don't understand what a king or queen does, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's always different. They just have like an entrance, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a a coronation or whatever, but you know, we'll get to the coronation. Yeah, I, I know. Yes. Um, the next match was Lashley versus Oldberg. Did That's I? Pretty good. Ah, yeah. Old Oldberg won after spearing Lashley off the stage through tables. That's pretty good. I didn't know it was false count anywhere. Really? I don't remember them mentioning it. I remember they said uh, no holds barred. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where the Saudi just wanted to see them just beat the hell out of each other. Why not call it a street fight? Because they're not in the street. I don't know. That's where I would be all technical about. Many street fights are not in the street in wrestling. I don't know. Maybe it confused. Maybe there's a language barrier. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> I uh, I just want them to make it make sense. I feel like WWE should, is in charge of their own programming enough that they could say, "Well, this is how the finish is going to be." So let's call it a street fight so that they can be false count anywhere. Well, let's call it false count anywhere. You know, no no rules, no counter, no DQ. And what about be. what about Cedric and Shelton? With that brief appearance. It's like, the only effective thing they did was hand Lashley a kendo stick. And then just got tossed. And we never saw them again. I think it's one of those things where someone will just be like, where's the hurt business? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, there they are. That didn't work. 
So basically that Bobby Lashley was giving everything at his disposal and still couldn't beat Goldberg, who was fueled by, you know, avenging his son. Like the man put his hand on his son. That's the point. The point was him to, you know, get back at Lashley, and he did. You should be happy. That means this is done. I am happy that hopefully we won't see Goldberg anymore. I notice you pronounce it the way the way uh, Baseman Jared does with the non-silent G at the beginning. I, I I prefer the silent G. You mean his name? Yes. Okay. Just checking. Oldberg. All right. Uh, the next match on the card was the finals of the King of the Ring tournament, where we saw Xavier Woods hit the limit breaker elbow that we now have an official name for the flying elbow from you know walking the rope. Yeah, what what a what a very uh, elite uh, sounding finisher there. It is elite sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, basically stealing from a video game, but yeah, I got right. it. Right. <laughs> uh, which I mean, you know, triggers and all, right? Well, V Trigger is a Street Fighter, uh, and obviously Limit Breaker can be mostly I know Final Fantasy mm-hmm. and other stuff. Yeah. Um. The match felt a little odd to me. And I, and why is that? That a uh, Xavier Woods beat Finn Balor? No. I feel like the way the match was structured, um, the way the entire match went, I kind of knew Finn wasn't going to win it. Like, there was a point at the very end that I'm like, all right, Finn's sort of like, he's finally like hitting his moves of doom kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But... Otherwise, it didn't look like a Finn Balor match at all. What like does it, a Finn Balor match look like? Faster? It's uh, it's kind of hard to really pin down, so to speak. Um, but I I don't know. I just I just felt like Finn was working from the bottom the whole time. That he didn't have enough of an advantage. Throughout the match. Like a lot of face-face matches. Um, if we're going to assume Finn, Finn was face. Because he was a little tweener-ish. Like he's kind of gone back and forth. Um, like I know he was face versus Roman. But. I don't know. A lot of face-face matches. It's like. The guy that is. Losing. Will. Kind of be in control most of the match. And then it's like, oh, you slipped up, and this guy took advantage. You know, I feel like this match just didn't fit that formula. Yeah. Well, I don't know what. I I guess I wasn't expecting much out of the match. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. Because it it was, and I know people are gonna get mad, and it's like it's just too predictable, and it's like. We get it. You're gonna. He's gonna win it. Like that's the whole thing that's been and been going on, which is part of why I wasn't too upset about what happened later on in the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this match, uh, didn't really feel like a Finn Balor match, like you said. But maybe they were wrestling Xavier Woods type of match. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know that could be the case. Could be. Um, so we saw the coronation on SmackDown. Uh, which was cool. I liked it. I like 
Kofi doing the whole and and Woods doing the whole like oh the the cape is blowing or they don't call it cape. What does he call it? I think it's a cloak. The cloak. His his royal cloak. Um, it's I, supposed I, I to think... be a royal cloak of protection. Yeah, cloak whatever. protection. That's it. Um, fun stuff. I I look forward to the reign of Xavier Woods as King of the Ring. This is going to be fun. I feel like he himself is going to have a great time with it. And as as a fan, I'm happy to see a fan truly get what he wanted. Like he like. We all know it's well documented. It's like beaten into our brains how much Xavier Woods wanted to be King of the Ring from the time he was a little boy. Yeah. There, there's a lot of things we wanted to be when we were little boys. And for some of us, that's never going to fucking happen. Uh, so good, good for you, Xavier Woods. Now shut up about it. Stop asking. You're the king now. There Do you it go. right. Uh, I like that the uh, Biggie Drew McIntyre match was next, sort of like keeping the New Day together. I didn't think of it bit. that way. I thought about it as uh, big meaty men slapping into each other, which is what I enjoy on a daily basis. Yeah, one of whom refers to himself as Big D. Well, he's compensating because this guy walks around with a giant sword, and now he's calling himself Big D. So obviously he's not working with a big hammer. He doesn't got that Andrade hammer apparently. Or as uh, Baseman Joe put it, he doesn't have the BDE. No, he lacks it. And what right actually right now he's he, he he's more preaching a lot of SDE right here. So mm. he needs to stop it. At least he's not telling stories anymore. Well, we don't know. We might start again on SmackDown for a new audience. Please don't. Which is the same audience that watches Raw, but whatever. Hey, Vince, I'm holding up my sign that says, do not want. Right. All right. Uh, the next match on the card was the triple threat match for, I'm losing track. I'm just going to call it the Women's Championship. Uh, Becky... It was the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah, because it got swapped anyway. For the SmackDown Women's Championship... Becky Lynch pinned Sasha Banks with a roll-up while Bianca and, was on the outside. And she was holding the rope. Don't yeah, forget well, that. That's important. It's right. a part of... It is. It is important. She was using the rope for leverage, which... Is fine. Technically, is not illegal because there's no count-outs. So there's no... Like, the rope is only there, like... It's where you can be pinned and where you can't be pinned. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's a ba- it's a boundary. Otherwise, it's there to do rope stuff, right? Uh, and I only said that to protect Sasha Banks, because you know it's one thing to get rolled up, but it's it's another thing to get rolled up and for Becky to have the ropes, mm-hmm. because Sasha Banks is going into SmackDown. As we learned, she's going to be, you know, the top baby face on SmackDown until she does her Sasha Banks thing. Of course. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't understand why you guys give her such a hard time. It's it's kind of immature. Well, as but as you as you pointed out earlier, Basement Chair feels like she's a snake. Uh, I I that's right. Sometimes people don't watch. This is maybe this is their first episode. But yes, a snake, a traitor, a charlatan, a sinner, uh, all the things that are not good. 
And I'm just, and I know it's rated off for realness, but there's just some things you just shouldn't say uh, in public. Mm. You know, hateful things. Like I don't understand him. And mm. and I'm, I don't and I don't mean racist or anything stupid like that. But it's kind of ridiculous. Um, but let, let's not talk about that. I just well, think I feel like I think Basementer has some strong feelings, and I don't think he's ever been particularly disrespectful towards her. Yeah, but there's things that you don't hear. Oh, okay, okay. You know, you gotta oh. be careful. You gotta be careful with him. Uh, mm-hmm. look, I, I like I said, you know, she's gonna be the top face and probably gonna be probably smash Charlotte Flair now. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve seconds to speed her. Right. Yeah. Hit the old backstab right to the bank statement. Uh, who knows? Maybe when it's a Survivor Series and it's Becky versus Charlotte, uh, maybe the bell rings while uh, Charlotte's in the disarmor and doesn't tap. I don't know. Mm. You know? We're coming up to Survivor Series. It's true. I mean, what, is what there any part whole... of you guys... I was just... Uh, you're going to say it. Let's say it at the same time. <laughs> All right. Ready? One, what if two. this whole? Oh, sorry. One, <laughs> two, three. three. What, what if this if whole thing whole is a whole Sasha, Charlotte, <laughs> Becky thing is a work? Now, are we? I don't as think base, it's a work. <laughs> as Basement Jar would say, are we working ourselves into a shoot here? Look, I think everybody's working themselves into a shoot. I, I don't know. Honestly, uh, uh, you know, I'm a mature adult and I take things very seriously. I think we should really wait and see on this one. I just don't think they're that smart. I'm Use sorry. my catchphrase, huh? First day on the job. Well, I did add the caveat of uh, I don't think they're that smart. Because that's hard. Like, especially in this day and age. Like, if you think about it, if we were talking about this mm-hmm. 10 years from now and this was... let. Basically, it's like, you're not going to do this. You can't do this. The internet's too powerful. And yeah. if, you wanna tell, if you want somebody to find out something, like Cornette says, tell a wrestler. So what if... Now, now this, this is where the reach would be. The old reach around. Not the reach around. Uh, what was that reporter's name? Uh, which one? That Ray had the, exten- or, the extensive uh, report that you quoted. Well, Mike Johnson and Wade Keller both had Wade good Keller. amount. Yeah, Wade Keller was the one that was looking for it from the Charlotte side. Right. To try to see, like, which is kind of actually, it's admirable, I think, that mm-hmm. he did that. To, like, to find a non-bias. Yeah, like, a, you know, like yeah I feel reporter. like that, that's, like, the, that's part of the yeah. scientific method. It's like, I feel like this is it, and I have evidence for this. But let me see if I can prove that wrong. And the more you try to prove something wrong and fail at it, the more, ultimately, the more right you prove the initial theory. Yeah, exactly. So, what if Vince, or whoever, but probably Vince, brought in Charlotte and Becky, maybe even Sonya, and whoever ended up talking to Wade Keller and said, all right, these guys, these reporters, these dirt sheets are probably going to ask you some questions. This is how you're going to answer it. Say that you feel like Charlotte has been walking around backstage with an attitude, with a holier-than-thou kind of mentality, that she's buying into her own character. 
you know? What yeah. if they went that far as to plan how they were leaking this to the dirt sheets? Uh, it's kind of like a, a work shoot promo, essentially. It's like, th- these are the real things that you're going to say. Hmm. Interesting. Would they think that far ahead? Like, would they put this kind of effort into that? Why would they do that? I don't know. But, you know, conspiracy theorists will have conspiracy theories. This is one of them. Some people are going to say, well, maybe this is a work. My question to them would be why. Yeah. I don't think it's a work, mm-hmm. but if it is, that's pretty good. Yeah, and that I, means that she's lying to Andrade, mm-hmm. or he's in on it too. I think I don't know. Doesn't seem right to me, mm-hmm. but if it is, I I don't know. I, I guess I'll just email in. You know, yeah. I don't know. Um, interesting stuff. Um, I just got, I just reminded myself of, um, this sort of Twitter feud that's kind of going on seemingly between Top Dollar and the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. How, like, they, uh, allegedly called him out on, in their Twitter bio or whatever. And he went on an interview saying, listen, I have, I have yet to say their name, but they're saying my name. So, whatever. Like, because allegedly they're responding to a rap that he made where he he mentioned how they wear they wearing fake sneakers, but he didn't know at the time that they were wearing fa- fake sneakers. He just said that some people out there he didn't name names. He mentioned some people out there are wearing fake sneakers, saying they cost four thousand dollars, whatever the case is. And they went social media and said, um, and like basically admitted they were wearing fake sneakers by responding to him. Oh. So that was what started it. Meanwhile, he wasn't even necessarily talking about anyone in particular. And if they took it like that, then they outed themselves for wearing fake sneakers. (laughs) (laughs) It's big and dumb. 100%. (laughs) But you know what? Top top dollar is being top dollar. I like this guy. Wow. It's powerful stuff. He, like I, I feel like he he's doing good work. He's re- he's really good at like all a hit row. I maybe, think Top Dollar played for the Giants. He he played he did play for an NFL team. I don't remember which. You, you could be right. It could be the Giants. I I I I mean I could confirm. I, let me look. I'm up. doing it right now. You're too uh, late. There you go. There you go. Your Anthony keyboard's quieter anyway. Joseph Francis is an American professional wrestler and former American football player. And here we go. Oh, okay. Uh, he played college at football at Maryland, and mm-hmm. he also played for the Seattle Seahawks and mm-hmm. Washington Redskins. So, oh wait, why Giants are listed here too? Uh, why was the Giants listed? All right, whatever. He went cool. viral for signing up to be an Uber driver in the off season while playing for the Miami Dolphins. I, re- you know, I remember hearing that before he got to to uh, uh, NXT. That's great. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, there we go. I don't know why they enlisted up there. Maybe. Oh, that's why. Here's the thing. On May 2nd, 2018, Francis signed with New York Giants. He was released September 1st, 2018 and not signed by any other teams. So he was on there for like a Four minute. months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I, I like his I like his mic work. His ring work I haven't seen a whole lot of. I think I've seen two. He wrestled maybe. on Friday. He did. He teamed with Swerve. Yeah. So obviously on in, on SmackDown they're changing up the teams a little bit. I wish they would have uh, stopped the music when she said to, because when they were talking over the music, it was very jarring and distracting. It sounds like it would be. I don't recall. I yeah, trust it's you. it's annoying because it's mm. not like they're using it to rap with. Just shut it off when she said it. She said to cut the music, and they didn't. Ah, oh. because she's talking. She's talking, and it's saying "hit row" over and over again with the, their music playing. It's like I mm, mm. stop. Just stop. <laughs> Not that I don't like it. I just, I just want to, you know, hear what they say better. Hit row, hit row, hit yeah, row. Yeah, exactly. It's very, that. it's very, um, uh, whatchamacallit, dog pound. Mm. A little bit. Reminds me of it, at least. DMX's old crew, for anyone that doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about. Anyway, um, I like Top Doll. I like his mic work. I, li- I like all the mic work. If anything, B-Fab might be the weakest one of the four, and she's not even bad. So, um, we can see why Vince called them, called all four of them up at once. Yep. Some flavor. Some yep. added flavor. A little bit. Um, speaking of, I, that just reminded me, cause you know, we all know I have ADD, that, uh, internet fans are speculating that, uh, Karrion Cross is going to undergo another look change. Uh, they uh, he posted some photos on, I think, Instagram, maybe Twitter. Uh, like, he's growing his hair out. Like, he's not, he doesn't have his head shaved anymore. I don't want to make it sound like his hair is long. But his hair is noticeable now. And he's uh, got facial hair now. Like, full beard kind of thing. Not long. Again, not long. But you can see, it's more, th- it's more than stubble. It's more than, like, 5 o'clock shadow. It's, like, a couple weeks worth. Um... I don't know if they were just promotional pictures or if they were pictures for their upcoming wedding, whenever that may be. I don't know exactly when it is. Or if he's actually going to undergo a full look change. But um, I think it was uh, someone from one of the dirt sheets said that uh, he's going to keep the stupid mask that he comes out with. You don't like it? I mean, like, a lot of people don't like it. Personally, I don't give a shit... But I kind like maybe it looks a little silly, but I don't know. Uh, like again, make it make sense. I'm gonna give it time until until it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Until they make it clear that there is just no reason for it other than hey, this is the look we're going for. Then whatever. Also, they're they're supposedly gonna change his music too. Which Why? I don't, know. I don't know. But also, still not gonna be paired with Scarlet. What has she been doing? Don't know. I don't know. Wasn't she? She's not hurt. Like uh, as far as I know, I mean, I don't think she's had a match in NXT. Not not on TV at least. Uh, yeah, she doesn't have the nine month debuff either. Uh, as far as we know. Well, we we all hope that uh, things get better uh, for 
Cross. At least he has his first name. Yeah. You know. Carrion. He, he's not Bearcat. Ugh. Well, I think they, I think he's showing up on Monday also. I think Bearcat Maybe. League. It's whatever. Doesn't matter. Hmm. All right, so let's finish off Crown Jewel here with our Tribal Chief, who came out first, which I guess later on we kind of see why. Um, that was a good entrance that Brock the, had. It's like a demon from hell. I don't remember. Like, are you talking about like the uh, the the scr- on the screen? Yeah, the whole thing, like the whole presentation. Like, you weren't like. I don't remember watching it. the entrance. Jesus. I was watching. I was watching. It's nothing like different from what he does normal, but just the visual of okay. you know he's he doesn't look the same. He, his he, uh, okay, his his um, lats are ridiculous. Yeah, you know it's it, you know with all the pyro and this and just coming out like the 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 because of the setup that that arena has. It's mm-hmm. a very good presentation. Like, he, this guy Pyro's like he won. Hmm. Like, what? <laughs> um, it's part, part of the Brinks deal. Yeah, I hear you. Make sure I get my fireworks, man. Mm-hmm. Now, this match was very well put together. And obviously, this is the, I think, the main storyline in WWE right now. Period. End of story. Mm-hmm. Rome, Rome, just Roman Reigns in general. And this... Feud with Brock Lesnar, and where does Paul Heyman stand? I mean, anyone that knows, like, to quote Hit Row, if you you didn't know, now you know. Paul Heyman stands with Paul Heyman. And we saw that when the ref was knocked out, and he tossed the title into the ring, right in between Brock and Roman, and said to... We don't know which one, probably to both of them, you know what to do with it. And he turned around. He turned his back on it, saying, you two fight over the title, and I'm walking away with the winner. And when Roman ended up winning, after referee Chad Patton ran down to count the pinfall, after right after Roman hit Brock in the face with the title, which, by the way, as Chad Patton had to have been running down, when As that it happened, was happening, yeah. So, <laughs> so did you not could... see it? Yeah. It would. It is there a reason why that's not a DQ? Here's the thing. This is where the confusion is. Mm-hmm. Why is it that on SmackDown, why did Roman say, "You idiot! You just signed it without reading." I think that the original plan was to sneak in a no DQ match. Hmm. And for some reason, something changed. Probably. Because if it's no DQ, mm-hmm. then the belt thing doesn't really happen. Because right. it's like, whatever. You know what I mean? It's not as shocking because then it's like Brock has a case for like being screwed. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just like this dude lost clean, technically. Because that was the stipulation. Yeah. See, because now they suspend the guy. Thank you for that, by the way. That was a good uh, segment. And now it's the usual thing with Brock. Mm-hmm. He goes away for a little while. Roman does his thing. And then he's going to come back and he's going to get Roman back. 
I was hoping that this would be done. And since Brock can go anywhere, we could get Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar because fuck you, I want to see them fight each other. That is meat slapping meat. Yeah. I, that's the epitome of it, I think. Um, I definitely think that something got lost in translation. A plan got changed somewhere along the way. Uh, I think it makes more sense that the match was not no DQ. Uh, it's just that the timing of Chad Patton getting there mm-hmm. made it so that there's no way he didn't see Brock get hit in the face with the title. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's a rule where you have to be in the ring to be the official. I don't know. It could be, but again, explain it. Tell me. Tell me Tell me the story. Tell me the part of the story that I'm missing because you, did, you didn't tell me. They didn't say it. I don't know what to tell you. I know. I don't have the answers. <laughs> again, it, it's just more of WWE sort of like either not caring that there's this inconsistency, this weird thing happening, or thinking we know and so just not mentioning it. I don't I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make any damn sense. Anyway, when they were walking up the ramp, uh the bloodline, including Paul Heyman, Heyman looked a little shocked and unsh- and definitely unsure of himself. Maybe he's shocked and unsure of himself that he wasn't killed. That could be it too. That's a possibility, right? Either way, I replace Paul Heyman with anyone, and this just does not work. I mean, Roman, I'm not taking anything away from Roman's performance in all of this. Roman has been great since he got back. Like, once he really fell into the role and started to get comfortable with the tribal chief thing, mm-hmm. he has been, like, like a locomotive on the tracks. Just unstoppable. Heyman is... It's, it's amazing just to watch his performance. It's like, he's trying to convey an emotion... And you see it, and you know it. You know exactly what it is. He is so good. He's so expressive and emotive. No one else could take Heyman's place in this. Yep. We, we, I think everybody likes Paul Heyman. Except Not anyone. as a person. Except, except, like, yeah, except, except anyone he still owes money to. Except anybody he knows and owes money to. Mm. You know, of course, there's the caveat. Yeah. So, that was Crown Jewel. Great ending. Um, I think that was... Um, not Roman, the worst. No, definitely not the worst. I think Roman and Brock was definitely the most memorable part of it. We had the feel-good moment with Woods. Um, a little bit of feel-good with Edge, a little bit of feel-good with Mansoor. Um, the Biggie Drew feud. I hope that's not really a feud. It's a it's a something. It's it was a match. It's a one off. Yeah, it's like on SmackDown now. Like well, well, there were two weeks in a row where where they tagged together. I know, but I just I guess you say the word feud. I don't think like 
they had a disagreement in a tag team match hmm. as feuding. You two know, of them. two of them. Yeah, two matches. I, Two, yeah, wow. Two! What a feud. What a feud. Mm. All those times McIntyre would just attack Big E, you know, and Big E would get the upper hand. It's a big, long series of two. Well, again, it's face versus face. It's going to be a different kind of thing. It's a different dynamic. Yeah, but that's not a feud, okay? It's not a feud. I could look up the word feud right now and tell you that ain't it. Mm-hmm. And here it is. Already it tells you. A hmm. bitter, often prolonged quarrel. Prolonged. All right. Replace the word They're feud with storyline. They're obviously friends. Then. It's mm-hmm. a friendly... Because even if you look at the promos, not talking about everybody's friends there, except, mm. of course, Charlotte Flair and everybody else. Right. But, you know what I mean? It's like these guys were having a healthy competition... And Drew wants to take what belongs to Big E. It's mm-hmm. the championship. The big yep. dogs. There's only one. They want that chew toy back. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. That's all it is. At least they didn't play tug of war with it. I hate tug of war with the title. Uh, apparently so does uh, Charlotte Flair. So. Good, I guess. To be honest, I think it just comes down to... Do what you're supposed to. Do you do and, what your boss tells you on air? You know what? And and look, I, I'm sorry to say this, but like this is diva behavior. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not sorry I said this. I don't give a shit. But the street profits and the new day, you see them pissing and moaning about it, making them look weak or whatever when they had to trade their fucking championships backstage. Nope. They didn't get a in-ring segment with entrances and the GM. It was just two teams and they traded. Mm-hmm. So shut the fuck up. It also was two face teams. Get in your fancy car and to your nice little house and your 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 boyfriend with the hammer, Charlotte <laughs> Flair, and do what you need to do. How do you All say right? hammer in Spanish? Do you know? Uh, I'm not looking it up. He's better at that stuff. I'm okay. an American. Oh, okay. Um, I speak English and okay. I read English. All right. Um, but yeah, fuck that. Mm. <laughs> um, man, I had a thought in there and I lost it. It's okay. This thing happens to everybody. Not me though. Uh, let's see if I can help you. All right. This has to do with, does this have to do with switching titles? Yeah, I think it was right before you mentioned Street Profits. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So the last person to go off script on air, do you remember who that was? CM Punk? Nope. Uh, After that. Uh, nah, you go ahead and you tell me. Big Cass. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't work out too good for him. Not in the least. Yeah. Like, not even a little bit. No, not not even. Now, yeah. Big Cass is no Charlotte Flair. I will go on record and say that. I wonder but, if that's what she thinks. Right. But Charlotte Flair is no Ric Flair. She acts like she thinks she is, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does. So. But again, is she like is she buying into the character too much? Is she, she might w- have a mental illness. I hope not. I mean, she might, you know... It can't be easy being the daughter of Ric Flair. No, 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 no. 
No, no, it can't be easy with that much privilege. You know, it just can't mm-hmm. be. Um, you know what? Maybe part of it. I think part of the reason she's mad at Becky is because Becky didn't get over on somebody else's name. She got over on her own name. Mm. She got over on getting her nose busted. She yep. got over on working hard. She got over because she didn't. The people, the people, the people at Brooklyn, the people at Brooklyn. I wasn't there, but the people in Brooklyn refused to boo her and they cheered because it was the right thing to do the people because she earned the respect of the people by working her ass off weren't we there for that I wasn't but you were and Jer was apartment Jer was not there I'm sorry it's, like, it's just you sound so much like Basement Jerry. I, I forgot for a second. I don't have time to go to <laughs> wrestling shows with smelly people. I am busy. I showered that day. Sitting. I, 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 I'm assuming your odor is fine. I'm talking about the rest of the pigs oh, okay. in that audience. Okay? I'm talking about the unwashed masses. I sit here in my penthouse apartment overlooking Central Park on my watching my giant TV alone with my seven cats looking at my noose. I'm not looking at these sweaty people. Anyway. <clears throat> but All yeah, right. the people chose Becky Lynch and that's why Charlotte Flair's, you know, and she's got her man with the hammer over there. Like, no, you're the best. You're the best. La mejor. Hmm. You know? I thought you uh, only spoke English. I looked up things that he says. Okay. I La know mejor. how to I I know how to Google Andrade quotes. Okay. God darn it. Um, you almost made me uh, say the Lord's name in vain or whatever. Apologize, apologize. Apologize to Jesse Jackson. Apologize. All right. Uh, what? Where were we? Oh, we, we, we finished the Crown Jewel discussion. Uh, All right, so we got to hurry up then because it's been almost two hours. It has and, been. Uh, there's, there was a lot of stuff there. Um, there was a lot of stuff. Interesting pairing. Speaking of um, Charlotte Flair and Andrade's, interesting pairing, it seems, is about to happen with uh, Andrade and Malachi Black. Yeah, I don't know what that was because they didn't they didn't do anything with it really. Like he just pointed his Glock, his imaginary Glock, mm-hmm. in in the ring there, and and somebody I guess came and they were easily dispatched or whatever. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, so I, I, I that just gave uh, what's his face um gave Malachi Black chance to miss Arn Anderson. There you go for reasons, and then Malachi Black got uh, dropped. Uh, let's see, what was it? Um, crap, I'm looking right at it. Um, he counted... Uh, wait, I'm, look, I'm looking at Rampage. I shouldn't be looking at Rampage. I gotta be looking at Dynamite. There it is. The Tiger Driver 98 following a Cody Cutter and another Crossroads. Yeah. I mean, people were booing the shit out of Cody. Yeah, I think um, maybe he thinks Homelander is a face. Maybe he thinks people like Homelander, so that's why he was dressing as Homelander. I think he's crazy. 
Um, look, here's the thing. Regardless of what happens, like Malachi Black is the shit because on an Instagram post, Tommy End, he goes, "The entire world is a graveyard." And if you think it's a picture of him and he's got like color, like he's mm-hmm. in black and white and the blood's on his forehead, which looks fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire world is a graveyard. And if you think this was about putting my shoulders on the mat, you're rudely mistaken. My job was to destroy you and your world. The entire world hates you. You've become the beast I set out to make you. And I was willing to sacrifice my blood for it. Enjoy the seeds I planted for months. House always wins. Hashtag House of Black. That is... I just burned my eyes. I burned my eyes from the fire. Wow. That's fire right there. That's how you do That's how you do it. This is really, up, really Vince. good stuff from Malachi you Black. You fucked up. You fucked up, man. So This I'm guy cu- could have been selling shirts, man. I'm curious if they'll acknowledge they'll, they want to... They want... Not on TV, at least, but... I mean, obviously, uh, Malachi Black... I'm going to use their stage names. Is married to Zelina Vega who was the former manager of Andrade. So obviously, I wonder if that's why they're paired together right now. They're going to just be like, these guys are friends. You know, they know each other all over the way. They wrestle each other all over the world, mm-hmm. which is usually how they do it. Yeah. Because they, they, they've, had a, they've had a tenuous business relationship in the past. Well, I don't know who said it, who was quoted as saying this, because it was uh, VHS Mark Excalibur. Hmm. Uh, he was saying how uh, either either Malachi Black or Andrade, they say they have friends all over the world. I think that so, was um, Andrade that said that first. Yeah. First, That's uh, what I'm saying, like they quoted whoever it was. Yeah, I, he, I think he, he was initially talking about um, whatever FTR was branded as at the time mm-hmm. um, but obviously he also meant Malachi Black yeah so that was interesting another in the Moxley's promo was interesting basically saying he he doesn't care about wrestling or the AEW world title right now because essentially like his you know his wife giving birth to his daughter changed his life but because of that he has to come home in one piece in order to do that he has to run through everyone in this tournament yeah, Dad Moxley is the worst Moxley. Okay? It's, and I, yeah. I'm only saying this is because everyone's fucking done this, and he's the worst at it. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm not a fan of Dad Moxley. I mean, the optimist in me says, I'm glad he's trying something different than, cool, I get to rip more faces with barbed wire and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean... Honestly, at this point, I'm just waiting for anyone to take the title off Kenny. I I really hope it's Hangman. Haven't seen Callus in a while. I feel like uh, I'm okay with this, but he's out there being a carny piece of shit, no doubt. Yeah, probably he's just shilling merch or something. I was watching either Dynamite or Rampage, one of those, and I don't know if it was because I watched it on my computer. Either Tony, either Tony Schiavone said "buck up" or "fucked up," because I don't remember. Was it? I think Daniel Bryan was wrestling Brian Danielson. 
mm-hmm. was wrestling against um. It was, you know how he's always ah damn. Hold on a second. I have it on my computer. I could just go through the matches and shit. But I have Tony it Sha- somewhere. Someone got like. All right, name the matches on Rampage. Uh, this was this week's episode of... Oh, okay, crap. So last week's episode of Dynamite, because that was last Saturday, was Brian Danielson be Bobby Fish with a heel hook? No, I'm, I want today. Like, then, Rampage uh, from yesterday. Yeah, last and, I mean, um, Dynamite from yesterday. He beat Dustin with a guillotine. There you go. He did. So, they were fighting each other. You know how Daniel Bryan likes to trade with people for whatever the fuck reason. Yep. And like he, um, uh, Dustin hit Bryan like hard, and like I, I guess Tony Schiavone said bucked up because I could have sworn he's like it was like Daniel Bryan fucked up right there mm. or something like that. I don't know, but it, it was weird. It was weird. Um, it's like, I know you could say shit, because I, I could have sworn Dustin said, come on, motherfucker. Yes, he did. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, so I think, and right after that, Shivani's like, you fucked up. <laughs> like, uh, Brian Danielson. Mm. When he, when he, I guess he, you know, got yeah, I think by him. Also, I think it was one of last week's episodes, uh, someone, besides Taz on Rampage, someone else refer was... Uh, referred to Danielson as Daniel Bryan, like it's twice, hard. and I think it was Excalibur. It's which hard is funny. to tell because, mm-hmm. like Friday, they had it was Jericho, it was Taz, oh. and it was uh, Ricky Starks. Yeah. So it's like, oh Jesus. I I feel like if they worked with him, then they're then they they'd be more used to calling him Daniel Bryan than anyone. Yeah. Unless they knew him, unless they had worked with him, like. ROHN before, but even still, like him, he was in WWE for like freaking ten years or so. It's a pretty long time. So it's like this. I say, you know, he's 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 been most famous for his name being this way. Yeah. So it's like it's it's just it's just natural to say. Mm-hmm. It's a little unnatural to say it the other way because he's been f- more famous as Daniel Bryan than as Bryan Danielson. Yeah. That might be it. Yep. Um, I don't think there's anything else particularly prominent to discuss. Um, we talked extensively about the title exchange. The title exchange is... Brock suspended, know. a little bit of a surprise, but I mean, I guess that's the easy way to get Brock off of TV. Brock is kind of, um, like for that one instance, sort of like channeling Steve Austin... Yeah, I mean, he's been suspended before, and it's usually the thing just to cool him off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Roman can just do whatever without worrying about being murdered. Mm-hmm. And I guess the focus is going to be Survivor Series now. Mm-hmm. Uh, do all these champions versus champions. And I really think because of what's going on, they're going to have Charlotte drop the belt to Sasha and let it be Becky versus Sasha at Survivor Series. And it's... Boss time. Yeah, it's just weird though. Well, she's gonna lose, but it's weird though because I don't know. I think people want to see Becky Lynch versus Charlotte champion versus champion instead because of what the heat that's there. I'm sure it's a lot of heat. So maybe they should let Charlotte hold on to it until after that. Have Becky go over Charlotte, 
and then have Charlotte be like so distraught she's all up in her head and everything and so yeah. she can't focus in her next title match whenever that is against whomever that is and she loses it. Yeah, I think the only confirmation that we can have that things aren't going um, great is if they do the match of Survivor Series and Becky pulls a Hogan. Mm. You know, and just lays there. No, what was it? Was it Jeff Jarrett who just laid down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pulls like For... a Jeff Jarrett just lays there. Was it like Booker T? Somebody. Oh, Man, it was Hogan. I, I think it was it Hogan. It was Hogan. It was mm-hmm. Hogan because this was when freaking uh, Shitstain, as uh, uh, Cornette calls him. I'm sorry, no disrespect. Uh, Richie's boy, um, the guy that talks like this. Your boy. Russo? Yeah, the, the Russo era. Because that was the whole thing with him, Hogan, mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, watch, watch Charlotte Flair pull a fucking Jeff Jarrett, dude. Yeah, now I don't, I won't, I won't necessarily advocate or support going into business for yourself like that. She but, can't be that crazy. But other than starting TNA in general, I think that's the best thing Jeff Jarrett ever did in his life. Yo, this is so. I I can't wait for the thirty for thirty on Ashley Fleer. Mm. Because <laughs> I'm like scrolling through just to see if there's any last minute stuff. Uh, this is like a clickbait thing, but like Charlotte Flair reportedly isolated herself from WWE locker room. Friends don't recognize her anymore. Yeah, that's clickbait. Yeah, and by the <laughs> way, they might not recognize her because a lot of people keep saying like she looks different all the time. So. Maybe it's a physical thing. They just don't see what's happening there. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'd be remiss to mention uh, that, Rich Deriz, uh, you're not as on top of things as you think you are. You didn't talk about apparently the hottest free agent, um, Tony Nese. Tony Nese at ringside. <laughs> just chilling at ringside. Apparently he had his first match on AEW Dark. Oh. What do you mean? Uh, it, it was uh, Fuego. Ah, okay. he wrestled Fuego del Sol, the AEW brawler. Yeah, <laughs> it's a oh sorry spoiler alert, guys because it's a it was an AEW dark taping. Oh, so yeah. oopsie. There you go. Doesn't matter. Well, yeah, we'll see what they do. Man, I mean, a hundred percent he'll do better in AEW than he did in WWE. That's really not saying a lot. No, it's not, man. But like they, hey, you they, can only they go were up. very hot and cold with him, and like the hot wasn't even hot. It was it was like lukewarm and cold with Tony Nese. Yeah, that's why I'm like I'm not, I'm not doing any investment until I I see stuff. Like right now, Ruby Soho I think is in a place where she should be right now, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Um, but I mean, because so far they've done okay with uh, because I got upset with their handling of uh, um. Dax Harwood and you know the other guy, Cash um, Wheeler. Yeah, that's the guy. And now they're the Triple A champions, so mm-hmm. that's something. Because the uh, Lucha Bros held on to that for like over a year. Yeah, it was it was closer to like five hundred something days. Yeah, like I'm trying to be nice. It does count, but you know, pandemic. But whatever. Um, you know, hey, whatever pads the numbers, right? Mm. You know, because for a lot, they had it for a lot of that. So yeah. The, yeah, the, the the pandemic. Twenty years from now, there's just going to be a giant asterisk, pandemic. Yeah, okay, right? I got it. You know. Oh, the dark time. Yeah. 
Um, is Ruby Soho the only undefeated wrestler in AEW now? Uh, right now, maybe Tony Nese also undefeated. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, with, with um, more than one match. I think I think CM she is. Punk is undefeated in Punk, AEW. Right. That's a real uh, big one to miss there. Punk is in the title eliminator then, right? He should be. Whoa, I don't think he is. Why wouldn't he be? Do we have the eliminator brackets? Let me look it up. Because that's a very important thing to talk about. He should be in it because he should have a buy-in, right? Because he's undefeated. Let's see. I have the bracket. 10 versus Mox, Cassie versus Hobbs, Dustin versus Danielson, Archer versus Kingston. He didn't want to be in it. That's, That's a small that is a small bracket though. Maybe like they should set preface it with there's a minimum of X amount of matches, so that the top X guys with the this number of matches is in. Oh, this is rough. This is rough. Dustin right. hasn't won much though. So Moxley is gonna smash ten. Yeah. He's gonna smash Cassidy. He's in the final. Yeah. It's gonna be Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Yeah. Because what's the alternative? Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley? You know no what? disrespect. It's been done. For, for, and it might be interesting. That would be interesting. I, I don't think they'll put Kingston over Danielson. That's the only thing. They, they, if they do, they're crazy. I just think the original plan was going to be... It was always going to be Moxley and Danielson. Okay. For the final. At least to me. So Danielson goes over? Mox? I think he will. Danielson and Kenny, too. Yeah, Danielson and Kenny, too. Or they do a swerve and it's Moxley, Kenny, too. I don't know, because unless Orange Cassidy pulls an upset over Moxley and it's Orange Cassidy versus Brian Danielson, which will be a funny matchup, mm-hmm. all things considered, because you can easily Photoshop them into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just staring at the brackets. I really think, logistically, you're going to have Brian Danielson take his first L from Kingston. Oh, he's lost before, I guess. What Does it count if it's a draw? The time no, it's not, it's not a loss. Okay. So he's undefeated. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think as the long only, as they don't turn it into a triple threat match. The <laughs> I think the only way Kingston will go over Danielson is with interference or something. Some kind of yeah, shenanigans. No, I think the original match was supposed to be Brian Danielson versus Lance Archer. And Brian was going to beat him anyway. Like, because I'm looking at the bracket right underneath Brian Danielson and Dustin. Yeah. Like, neither one of those guys, I don't, uh, it's hard to tell. Like, I'm like thinking like Vince would with these guys. So, Tony might be different. Mm -hmm. But, like, no, it doesn't make any sense. Well, Tony, Tony Khan being a student of the game as he is, uh, I feel like would sort of have a similar mentality and that we're trying to tell a story i feel like if they're doing 
if they're trying to tell a story, then it could be either Kingston or Danielson. Yeah, I think it's going to be Danielson. <laughs> I think it's going to be Danielson. I it's going like... to be Brian Danielson versus Dad Moxley. Hmm. And then Danielson's going to beat Moxley because he has one extra kid over Moxley. Hmm. True, true. So that makes him more dadder mm-hmm. than Dad Moxley. So Dad Moxley might have to do the job for Brian Datterson. Mm. You know? And da- Datterson definitely has up. more momentum. Yeah, he's got more momentum. You know, he knows how to wear clean clothes, uh, apparently. I- I'm not saying Moxley wears dirty clothes. I'm just saying it looks like he doesn't clean his clothes as much. Mm. You know, when you're out there for battle, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then for the TBS Championship Tournament, now this doesn't end until the first week in January, so we got time for this. But smart. The the only match so far that has happened was Ruby Soho beating Penelope Ford to advance. She faces Chris Statlander in the second round because Chris Statlander got a bye, as they told us, based on her win-loss record. Yes. The other first-round matches are uh, Anna Jay versus Jamie Hayter, with the winner facing Thunder Rosa, who got a bye. Uh, Bunny vs. Red Velvet. Okay. Uh, with the winner going to lose to Jade Cardgill, who got a bye because of her record. Mm. And Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb, with the winner Rematch. facing... Yeah, with the winner beating Nyla Rose. Alright, so... I would like Deeb to advance to beat Nyla Rose, but I think it's going to be Shida getting her win back. From the last time they fought, but I I would rather see how far Serena Deeb can do. Actually, I'd rather Serena Deeb be the inaugural TBS champion. If I'm being honest, I I don't disagree. I think it's going to be Ruby. Okay, so you got Ruby Soho. Let me see here. I'm looking at it. Okay, so ooh, mm. I like Statlander better. In this weirdo versus weirdo match. Hmm. Um, I mean weirdo versus weirdo. It's punk versus alien. They're, they're still weird people. Uh, so That's, that's a part Ruby of Jared's Soho opinion. Ruby Soho has a weird face. Um, and that's no disrespect uh, to, to Ruby Soho. Um, I think out of the two, I like Chris, Dandler better, Chris Statlander better because she squats. She does um, squat. Okay, so... We're we're all convinced Nyla Rose is not getting past Sheeta or Deeb. Correct. So I'm trying to look at what match makes more sense. So you're saying it's going to be Sarita Deeb, and you're going to have Ruby Soho go over Sarita Deeb. So you get it's going to be Ruby Soho against either Jade Cargill or oh, Thunder Rosa, Rosa. Mm-hmm. which it'll probably be Jade Cargill if it's going to go your way. So because because you can't, it wouldn't make any sense to have face versus face, right? To be honest, ultimately, I think if we're going with by the word should, it should be Thunder Rosa. I think it should be Sarita Deeb. Deeb is great. This uh, this heel role is new for her. I That's think the only she, reason. I think she'd be better as uh, a heel chaser, chasing the title. Mm. Uh, mm. I feel like this character... Lends really well to that, like someone chasing the championship. Also, you know, if you have the AEW Women's World Champion as heel, maybe the 
TBS champ should be a face. I'll defend it every week against everyone, says the TNT and TBS champions. Every yeah. Week, you know? Well, yeah, whoever wants to be the host champion can be the host champion. I feel. It doesn't uh, say hose, it only looks like it says hose from certain angles and distances. Well, look, I have bad eyes, and I see hose. Hmm. And that's not, I'm not, you know what? I'm not apologizing for shit. People should know what the fuck I mean. Rated off for real. Um, yeah, honestly, it doesn't matter. Like, they'll have the belt, and then they won't have the belt, and somebody else will have the belt, and mm. it'll just, because they're all friends. Yep. According to Road to the Top. So, mm. why should I give a shit? Yeah. So, guaranteed not winning this tournament are Bunny or Velvet. Or Jamie Hayter or Anna Jay. Actually, you're correct in that because everybody wins. Hmm. Because we're all friends. Because they're all happy for each other. And super best friends. So AEW, Yay! So AEW is the ultimate faction, you're saying. And then there are factions within the faction of AEW. Yeah, I guess. But they're all friends! Yay! Of course they're all friends. Except maybe Thunder Rosa because she's real. Thunder. Rosa. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Great. All right. I I, I don't really don't have anything else. I, I I just didn't want to miss the brackets for uh, the AEW stuff. Wouldn't want people to think that we're biased or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I I like going over the brackets. We can we can like recap. We can look at the brackets every week, but uh, we'll we'll see if uh, Basement Chair is back next week. We'll see if he agrees. But um, uh, he better be because I'm not doing this again. <laughs> no well, thank you for this uh, being your uh, first official podcast appearance. Yeah, I'm no good at this. This mm. is just he needs to come back. I think I, I think I, you did good. I think you did all right. We're texting, and you know he says he's not in any danger, and he'll be fine. It's good. All right, awesome. All right, awesome. so let's bring it home. This is where I let the people know about the socials. And you can email the Basin Bookers uh, by emailing basinbookers at gmail.com. We got a Facebook page, Basin Bookers. Twitter, at Basin Bookers, at Basin Jair, at Rich the Riz. Do you want to tell them your Twitter? I don't have Twitter. Oh, okay. Uh, Instagram, Basin Bookers Pod. Do you have an Instagram? I don't have Instagram. Instagram is for people who like to scroll through pictures. Oh, by the way, for anyone that didn't hear, Facebook is allegedly changing the name this week, so we might, I don't know, whatever things. FKA, formerly known as Facebook. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's like Value Jet changing the name to JetBlue. It's like, uh... JetBlue does sound cool. If you dip a turd in chocolate, it's still a turd. First of all, JetBlue is a good airline. Yeah, Second of no, all, ValueJet just sounds cheap as fuck. ValueJet was the one with all the freaking crashes at the end. And that they freaking... Dude, if there's an anal cunt song named after you, there's a reason. That's true. Did you know they tried to book O.J. Simpson and Rowdy Piper in WWF? Wow. Yeah. You know what? Instead of what you guys usually do, because you always have this like interesting message at the end, mm-hmm. I do have a message, and I'm going to do that after I tell this brief story, because everybody's going to be like, what are you talking about? <clears throat> so here's the story, guys. O.J. Simpson and Roddy Piper, how it was proposed. You guys probably remember this, and this is not me reading it right now, but like they did like a Bronco thing with... 
Goldust and Piper. Yes, I remember that. So now this might explain why they used that. In early 96, Roddy Piper was back on WWF television making references to O.J. Simpson in his promos. O.J. had just been acquitted a few months prior, and WWF, always keen for a bit of mainstream press, was thinking about bringing in O.J. for a match at WrestleMania. WWF booker Bruce Pritchard talked about it on his Something to Wrestle podcast, Rich's favorite. Hmm. The original plan was for O.J. Simpson to have a match at WrestleMania against the Hot Rod. I remember calling Roddy and pitching Roddy the idea. I'm trying to do it like an imitation, but I'm not really good at those. Which he was for. We had preliminary talks with O.J. Simpson's people, who at that point were looking for anything that had paycheck attached to it. We floated the idea out there. We did talk to O.J.'s people. I talked to Piper about it. Piper was on board. We were bringing him back to get involved. Pritchard continued, If you go back in the early time of Piper's re-emergence, he does make comments about O.J. Simpson. He makes comments about right and wrong in America and what's going on and that he's here to make things right in the WWF. The end game was going to be the one to be the one-off and have Piper beat the shit out of O.J. Simpson at WrestleMania in Anaheim, California. Nice. That's a quote. Despite Roddy Piper being positioned as the good guy beating up O.J. Simpson... This idea looked terrible for all involved, and it was thankfully shut down relatively quickly. Once that started getting out beyond the inner circle of O.J. Simpson's people and out in Hollywood, the backlash was deafening. The people were like, if you do this, you'll never have another sponsor. Just extremely, extremely negative. So we punted. Mm. We thought the end game of O.J. getting the shit kicked out of him would satisfy some people. Yeah. As those words came out of my mouth, you realize how ridiculous this is today. But you always have to try something on, even if it sounds ridiculous. There you go. So, <laughs> I guess, speaking of uh, coating a turd and chocolate. Yeah. He definitely did that shit, allegedly. Uh, anyway. The, uh, according to the civil trial, he did. Yeah, according to that. He is responsible so, for, for what happened. But he's out and about uh, on Twitter. So Yeah, and he also stole back stuff that was stolen from him. So yeah, think about this. Former President of the United States can't use Twitter, but definitely maybe murderer O.J. Simpson does. But hey, whatever. Who cares? It was a long time ago he's killed those two people. Allegedly. Um, allegedly, but the civil court said he did. Because of racists, they ruined it. Uh, anyway, uh, well, this is a message. All right, uh, buy low, sell high, uh, be a good guy. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Take a piece of the pie. 